It's a clear, crisp night here in Kayfabe City. Welcome to Kayfabe After Dark, broadcasting on Kayfabe Radio. I'm your Executive Executive Vice President, Adam Rotella, and I'd like to welcome you to the first installment of Kayfabe After Dark, whatever the hell this show's gonna be. Here's your host this evening, my friends, Josiah, however you say his last name, I have to ask him again, and me. Enjoy. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to Kayfabe After Dark. My name is Adam Rotella. I am your executive, executive vice president of Kayfabe Tees, and I'm here with a very good friend. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Yes, uh, Adam, it's good to, to be here on the first edition of Kayfabe After Dark. My name is Josiah. I am the senior executive vice president of Kayfabe Tees, and I'm excited to get this new Kayfabe content off the ground, man. You know, man, uh, coming up with new Kayfabe <clears throat> is going to be something that's very interesting moving forward. I'd, I'd love to get us to a point where all the way from noon to, um, I don't know, uh, we, we're, we're showing something every two hours on, yeah. all, on, all, of our, yeah. on all, all of our devices. And that's something that you and I can film all in one day or yeah. record all in one day. And I can, I can edit that all in one day. Like, let's, 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 let's take today, for instance, I'm going on that road trip tomorrow, so I'm going to have everything edited, everything scheduled today, and that that will be the routine going forward. And I think yeah. that that's very doable. We won't get burnt out doing it. But what is Kayfabe After Dark? Uh, a lot of people are asking. We're even asking ourselves <laughs> what Kayfabe After Dark is. Yes. Um, we, we, we have a vision of where we want Kayfabe After Dark to go, but with the locations that Josiah and I are living in right now, we're away from each other, we're apart from each other, we're still trying to figure out how this computer stuff even works. But the main thing when it comes to content, my friends, when it comes to anything, when it comes to goals, when it comes to anything, is to start immediately. So we're starting immediately with this. And what Kayfabe After Dark is going to be is we're going to take – Things that are going on in wrestling, whether they're uh, in, in kayfabe storylines or things that are happening in real life. And we're going to apply those things to Josiah and mine's life. We're going to let you guys yeah. know a little bit about our backstory, a little bit more about our thinking. And quite frankly, that's why these things are going to be airing from midnight to 4 a.m. Because I don't know who the hell is going to be interested <laughs> in finding out about us at this moment in the brand. So... Um, Josiah, why don't you tell us about our first topic that we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about moving, and yes. uh, what's 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 in the move? What's in the news with wrestling when it comes to moving? Well, you know, in case uh, you've been living under a rock or just not paying attention, you know that uh, Eric Bischoff has been welcomed back in the WWE fold. He's going to be running SmackDown, and that means that he is making a move from Cody, Wyoming all the way to Stamford, Connecticut. So he, I think he, is he still in that journey? Is he still traveling? I don't know how long that is. It seems I like... believe I just saw a tweet this morning where he is still driving. Oh I, I, it, it seems like a, it's, if, if he was smart, he, he's traveling with his dog. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're doing at least three stops to get to the other side of the country. I, I would certainly hope so because that drive uh, seems very, very daunting. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, moving is something that both of us are 
are familiar with. We've both experienced it. You are going to be experiencing it uh, here in the near, near future. But uh, yeah, I I share a similarity in, in the Bischoff move because I moved from Wyoming too, just to Colorado though. Uh, not, no. Why don't you tell people where exactly you lived in Wyoming, my yeah, friend? So, so Riverton, Wyoming is my hometown. And if you don't know where that is, I don't blame you. But this is how I explain it to people. If Riverton is nowhere, sorry, if Wyoming is nowhere, Riverton is in the middle of it because it literally mm. is like in the middle of the state, right? A town of 10,000 people. That's where, uh, that's where I grew up. Super small town. Um, <clears throat> it was, I had a pretty comfortable gig. I went to school. There's a community college there. I went there, did theater, had a job slinging and selling, you know, Verizon cell phones and yeah. <clears throat> it was a good gig and uh, lived there for 25 years. Um, and so uh, it got to a point where I realized that uh, I, I was kind of pressing against the glass ceiling there in terms of if I wanted to pursue acting more, if I wanted to pursue music more, if I wanted to pursue my own business more, whatever it is I wanted to do, which my own business wasn't even a thought in my mind at the time. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even, a uh, as they say about children, not even a glisten in my eye or whatever. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah, something like that. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, so, We're not putting um, that on a shirt. No, glistening in my eye is a terrible thing to put on a shirt. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and my sister, uh, I have three sisters, uh, all older. I'm the only boy and I'm the youngest. Uh, so um, I, she, my middle sister moved a year before me with her family, and I came to visit and kind of fell in love with Colorado and everything about it and uh, made the move. Shit five years ago now something, wow. something like that uh and colorado colorado's great man it was it was let weird me, let me jump in here really yeah, quick, yeah, yeah. Josiah. Please what, do. what so so you waited quite a long time to move away from your hometown so did i i think the first time that i moved was also 25 as well mm. was was there any precise reason why you just like man i just got to get out of here i got to spread my wings or i just or the the most simple fact i just want to see what else is out there uh, you know, man, I think it, it's, uh, it was a combination of both, to be honest. Um, I, loved, I loved my hometown, and for a while, uh, I, I, may, I was kind of uh, subscribing to the lie of that you know, all my problems were specifically related to the town I was living in. Sure. And then I came to the realization that wherever I move, there I am also, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, so, no, I get you. So, like... It, it took a little bit of uh, taking self-inventory and kind of working some stuff out and realizing that, okay, it's it's not necessarily my hometown's fault. It's, well, that's why I didn't move. I wanted to move when I was like 21 or 22 because I was like, F this place. This place sucks, whatever. Yeah. Realized that wasn't the real issue. Um, and then when it came time, it, a lot of doors on, on the Colorado side of things were opening. I had a job waiting for me. My sister knew a lot of people. Um, the, the church that we attended, um, had opening for, you know, for me to go and, and help with the music side of things there. So I went and did that. So a lot of doors were opened. A lot of opportunities were like at the right moment. So mm -hmm. it was like, I need to spread my wings. I need to get out of here. And I, I don't want to live in Riverton my whole life because I would rather take a chance, take the leap, not knowing what was long-term on the other side of that leap, then stay in one place, become stagnant, and just kind of have that woulda, coulda, shoulda mentality. Sure. And, and think about the good old days, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so um, 
so it was a combination I think that of both that's the those same, things. I think that's the same uh, mentality that we're using right now when it comes to kayfabe tees as well. Like, what's out there? What's what's new? Yeah. What what can we create for ourselves? Yeah, and you might as well, man, because I've told you this uh, a bunch of times. Uh, we have nothing to lose. You know, we're we're in a cool place where we have a lot to gain from things, and we don't have a lot to lose. Lot to lose yeah. from things. Uh, in, in certain scenarios. So taking risks is what life is about, I think, in, at certain points, uh, taking the right risks, calculated risks or what have yep. you. And Colorado was definitely uh, one of those calculated risks for me. And uh, I've loved it. It's expensive as hell to live here. I can tell you that much. Sure. So the longevity of me being in Colorado, I, I don't know how long uh, that will last. But I've loved it I for keep, five I, years. Every every time this guy sh showed, every time this guy, see, I'm already in my in my case, <laughs> my shoot not case voice right there. Let's Bring let's chill out, Adam. This Bring is down, uh, after dark. Yeah. This is after dark. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus. Um, now I totally forgot what I was even going to say. I don't know. You said every time this guy, and then you. Oh yeah! Every time this guy shows him uh, outside when it's snowing, I'm I'm always trying to pester him like hey man we should uh move the kayfabe offices <laughs> yeah you're not wrong because i want to live on the beach i oh, want to i don't want to i don't want to live in the snow <laughs> long term that's the goal man once we get you know the what for apparel and stuff side of things <laughs> to the point where we're not doing production all the time i'm definitely yeah. going to become one of those snowbirds yeah. and, and go to the beach during the winter months yeah, regardless of where okay. i live so Good. so yeah man Good. um so that's my that's my experience in moving. I know you have moved multiple times in your multiple life. Times. So you said your first move was at 25. Where was that from and well, where was that to? You know, I've, I've, I've lived around Southern California for, for most of my life. Yeah. Um, my, my first, first, first move, I just moved in with a bunch of, um, I was working at Disneyland at the time. So I that's moved right. in with a bunch of junk. I moved in with a bunch of Jungle Cruise skippers. So if you guys have ever been on the Jungle Cruise, that's what I did. Aren't they making a um, movie about that? They sure are. The, my invitation got lost in the mail, apparently. Those sons of bitches. Um, so The Rock's playing your I, character, uh, right? Is that? He is. He okay. Is. Well, okay. well you know, they, they uh, needed the right body type. So <clears throat> right The Rock not. will be playing me. He'll, yeah. he'll be playing me in the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I moved in with a bunch of Jungle Cruise skippers. Uh, we were all like 18 to 23. And... Oh my God, Disneyland parties. If you guys think Disneyland is fun, Disneyland parties are fantastic. Just a bunch of 18 to 25 year olds that are horny as hell and uh, <laughs> all work with each other. So, and the happiest place so, on earth. Where could cheers you to that. Cheers to that. Uh, oh, one second. Let me, let me just think about that for a second. Yeah, Blue Chew doesn't all, sponsor this. So that's it, yeah. They, not yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> So I moved in there. It was more just like a party house and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. uh, uh, the big move that I did, you know, and then I moved to a couple other places. But the big move I did was from California to Seattle. Mm. And that was a move, you know, where it was I just needed to get away from the situation that yeah. I was in. You mm. know, I was I was I was 25. Probably. I don't really know. Um, isn't it funny how you just stop counting? years or what went on Ser in that year seriously Once you're 21 and everything no, no. else doesn't matter yeah anymore. exactly i used to associate my life with the the shows i was in as far as theater that's how i would keep time as when things yeah. happen because after i was 21 nothing really is significant 25 you can rent a car for cheaper or some bullshit like that but then after that it's just like i don't don't remind me how old i am yeah. it's just whatever yes. you just stop counting yeah. I've been having that conversation with Haley for like a week. Am I 37 or am I 36? And I don't want to do the math. 
I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping I'm just one year younger yeah. Yeah. than 37. <laughs> uh, but let, so. back to the story. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna do the math, but uh, back to the back to the story. <laughs> that that was really a time where you know I was really drinking a whole lot. You know, I was drinking a lot. I was just partying a lot. It was it was it was one of those scenes. I don't quote a lot of movies, but it's it's from like Anchorman, where he's just at that party and he's like. Uh, we've been at the same party for the last 27 years and in no way is this depressing. <laughs> and that thought just came in my head one day because we would just play rock band every weekend and just get yeah. trashed with each other. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And uh, that's about the time that I was starting to gain traction at H&M. I was starting to open stores mm. and they were paying for me to travel and to open stores and to do things. And it, I met one of the district's uh, district managers up in Seattle, and after a, a, a two to five minute conversation with the guy, we got along really well. And he he's like, "Why don't you move to Seattle?" And I sat there for like twenty seconds, and I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna move. To, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's yeah. let's make that happen next month." And just like that, folks, I completely changed everything. I went I went back home. I put all my things into a storage unit. I then. You know, gave my last week's rent to this to, to 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 my buddies that I was living with. I said bye to everybody. Didn't throw a party. I mean, I was rock band out. Yeah, exactly. Um, didn't throw a party. Put all my stuff into a moving van. And let me tell you, Josiah, there has not been a better feeling in my entire life than mm -hmm. I had when I was driving that U-Haul truck up to Seattle. I yeah. had classic rock and Tom Petty in my ears the whole time. I, I stopped only. I stopped twice. I, I went to Portland and hung out with some H and Mers that I knew there. Got laid. Moved up to Seattle the next day. Is is, is Haley still here? Is Haley still in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Haley's listening. Oh, and good. then, um, <laughs> and then, dude, like my whole life just completely changed once I got to Seattle. I, I got into what I <clears throat> called the triangle effect, where I would go home, go to the gym go to work, go home, go to the gym, go to work. I did that for about a year yeah. and that completely changed everything about my outlook. That completely changed everything about myself. And dude, I'm a much better person because of that move. I'm a yeah. much better person because I got out of the situation. Yeah. Um, what do you think it is that stops people <clears throat> from moving away from where they are or stops people from wanting to make that change in their life? I think I think the biggest thing, man, is familiarity and fear, uh, <clears throat> because you are. I know. I know for myself, you are. You've developed this kind of nest egg cocoon effect, and you're in a rhythm, mm. and you're in you're in a rhythm which can turn into a rut depending on which way you go with it. <clears throat> um, and so, so, I think sometimes people, the thought of moving away from that, there's a lot of insecurity there. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so people would a lot of the times choose to err on the side of what they know instead mm -hmm. of instead of what they don't. It's kind of like the, the beast, you you know, then the beast you don't type thing. Like, mm -hmm. so <clears throat> I know for me, that was that was a huge thing is getting getting over that. You, like, you know what? Yeah, things are comfortable here and I do have a rhythm and I do have a good job and I have all of these things and I have all of these friends. But, you know, when it comes, you know, when I'm on you know, my deathbed, am I going to look back and be like, Oh, I'm sure glad I stayed where everyone else was. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the day, I, I don't want to have to look back and wish that oh, I wish I would have taken that chance and moved to Colorado because the opportunities in Colorado outweighed the familiarity in Wyoming for me. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> so, uh, and knowing I can always come back and visit, and those friends that I had have moved. Nothing is permanent. People move and go all the time. And so it's realizing that even though you want things to be constant and you want yourself to be the constant, everything else around you is not guaranteed to be constant. The only thing, you know, so uh, uh, it, it panned out for me. But to answer the question, I think uh, fear of the unknown and just being comfortable, man, is what is what causes people to, to kind of stay where they are. Or, or <clears throat> analysis paralysis, you know, analyzing the situation. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> you could have said, oh, I moved to Seattle. Oh, man, okay, well, cost of Seattle is this, and cost of houses is this, and I don't know anybody, and then I have to open a store. So you could have analyzed the situation until it paralyzed you into just staying yeah. in that house with a bunch of Jungle Cruise skippers and yeah. playing a rock band. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so you know, I let me let me just yeah, say no, that yeah. I, I I can tell from the first thirteen minutes of this I'm going to love doing kayfabe <laughs> yeah. after dark with yeah. you because yeah. this is this is stuff that Josiah and I rarely talk about. I yeah. love I love listening to what goes on in, in, in your mind, my man. But I, I think one of the reasons why people don't want to move is yeah, they're just so comfortable. And even if they hate where they are, they're comfortable in their hate for mm -hmm. the place mm -hmm. that they don't even want to try something different. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but making that move changed everything about my life again, you know, man. And, and, and you don't have to move for something to change in your life, yeah. but yeah. it definitely yeah. helps. It definitely helped me because sometimes you have to remove yourself completely yes. from a situation to make yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's new to me. I, I look at it this way. There's new chapters in life and then there's new books. Uh, so, you know, mm. when, when you look at the Lord of the Rings, God, I love this guy. <laughs> when you look at the Lord of the Rings trilogy from, from chapter to chapter, there's the same characters and from book to book, some carry on and some carry over and some don't. So for me, moving to Colorado, wasn't starting a new chapter in the same book. I closed the book on my time in Wyoming and started a new one in my time in Colorado. And some of the characters translated and transferred over to the book about Colorado in that time of my life. Some characters moved on and left. But either way, mm -hmm. I was embarking in something new for myself. And so I consider this starting a brand new book as opposed to starting a brand new chapter, if that makes sense. God damn it, Josiah. I love you. That is, <laughs> that is phenomenal. Man, like, I, I, I got to tell you, folks, uh, Josiah and I are always on the same wavelength. It's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. we'll go a couple of days without texting each other. We don't need to talk every yeah. day. Folks. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, just 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 a couple nights ago, while we were coming up with the idea of kayfabe after dark, he's like, "You want to just do it this week?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And literally, I, I sent him uh, a text message. Hey, uh, this is what I. What if we do this with our logo? What if we do that? And Josiah sends me back a message that he sent to the graphic designers and it's the exact same thing yeah. that I said. Yeah, so like folks to, to the T. It was crazy. To the T. <laughs> to the T. I mean like he even got the mood well of course he was gonna put a mood in there. All yeah. I do is talk about the goddamn yeah. lately. <laughs> but oh, I've been man. watching I've been watching a lot of old JFK clips, man. What do you want from me? Oh yeah. Uh, We're going but, to the moon. Yeah, I love JFK. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> You know, let's 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 move on to our to our second subject of yeah. faith after dark. <laughs> just this week, um, I can't stop. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it's just so funny that this happened. And, yeah, yeah. And and the just this, yeah, go ahead. And the place it happened at too. <laughs> exactly. So, believe it or not, folks, a a almost fight broke out at the always reparable 
Blink-182 concert. <laughs> I mean, to hear something goes wrong at a Blink-182 concert, I'm like, whoa, no, hold the phone. I got to say, uh, my first reaction to that was, they're still touring? I had no idea they were making music still. You, that was almost a stick <laughs> folks. But yeah, so at the Blink-182 concert, uh, if you could make your way through the 40-year-old punks, there was a... It's the uh, worst mosh pit ever. Yeah. Oh, my back! <laughs> There's no crowd surfing. <laughs> I lost a tennis ball off That's my right. walker. Oh, my teeth. Um, uh, Joey Janela and Enzo Amore <coughs> got into a, I don't know, uh... A, I, I, a scuffle, a pseudo fist fight slash hair pulling match. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really think that they touched each other. I mean, the way that Joey Janela handled this whole situation, I think that he's handling it superbly. By the way, because yeah. he's kind of just making fun of himself, and he's making yeah. fun of the situation, and he's making fun of uh, uh, Enzo at the same time. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he's the one with the contract, folks. He can't really go up and hit anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So you. The contract probably has more to do with it. To me, it's like, I guess anyone with a decent, healthy level of self-awareness can read the details of what you just said yeah. if you were involved in that situation and poke fun at it because it was a Blink-182 concert. It was Enzo Amore and Joey Janela almost in a fist fight that for some reason blew up on Twitter. Yeah. How can you not, if you're in that situation, make fun of the whole thing because it's hilarious after the fact even if you're it's, one of the two parties involved it's hilarious in the fact if i was there <laughs> i don't know why the hell i would be at a blink 182 concert but if i had free tickets and someone bought my beer that night i would be laughing my ass off while i was there yeah no absolutely yeah i don't know if you can find tickets to blink 182 concerts man I, I, i'm sure they're in pretty high demand so um yeah, we but, just lost all of our all Blink One Eighty Two fans, by the way. Yeah, they're thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening, all 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 fourteen of you. <laughs> yeah, they're upset about all the small things. But you know, about enough about that. Was there ever a time that you got in a fight yourself, uh, <clears throat> Josiah? You know, man, I, I can't really remember ever getting into the fight because uh, I, I, whether this is the right logic or not, I always sure. thought, you know, discretion was the better part of valor. And there wasn't a lot of things for whatever reason, I've been able to keep a pretty good level head, cool, like full context in most situations. There wasn't a lot of things in high school or middle school that when I looked at the situation, even if I was pissed off, even if I was upset, there was nothing that was worth fighting to me in the sure. in, in that time of my life. If someone would have attacked my family, said you know, attacked my parents or, or whatever, really, but over a girl or over a misunderstanding or a, a, a tackle at football practice, and these kids are like throwing fists over stupid shit. Yeah. I I never found in my mind it worth it to go to blows about something so trivial when it, it's it means nothing. You know what I mean? Sure. <clears throat> so there was one instance though. Where this kid, it was like the sixth grade, I think. Yeah. He uh, um, he was chasing me because I apparently hit him with a football. I don't remember. But he, he came sprinting after me, and I was like, what the? And I thought he was joking, realized he wasn't, so I quickly was trying to avoid the situation. Yeah. And he uh, decided to yell uh, an ethnic slur at me, which for some reason I took exception to in that one moment. Because I'm sure. not, I'm not super 
overly sensitive about that shit anyway. Um, yeah. You know from hanging out with me, there's not – it probably takes a lot f- to piss me off. I know it does, but yeah. <clears throat> I'm a pretty even kill guy. But for whatever, I just took exception, so I just turned around and punched him square in the face, and he ran straight, <laughs> straight into my fist. <clears throat> and it was over. It was just – it was that quick, and I was just like, well, all right. And it, it was what it was. There was no you know principles or whatever involved or authority figures. But that's the closest I've ever come to getting into an actual fight. Sure. Uh, I just, I mean, not to say that I wasn't a shithead at points in my life where I would just. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Yeah. I would just. This whole thing. Yeah. Just, I would, there's times where I would just say shit to piss people off or, you know. Or cut wrestling promos because I thought it was cool and I thought I could be like the guys on TV when I was younger and have no consequence for saying stupid stuff all the time. So there was those moments. So the fact that I wasn't in more fights is surprising, but uh, (laughs) that would probably be the closest thing I came to. So what about you? When's the last time you threw fisticuffs with uh, some jabroni talking shit? Uh, yesterday, bro. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, you, work um, at, you work at a bar, bro. You work right. at I a bar. Vegas, man. Vegas. I come to blows all the time. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I am. Uh, probably the last time that I got in a fight was same grade school, you know, grade mm-hmm. school. Uh, I went to a Catholic school, so I'm sure that that's things that we'll get into much yeah. later on in after dark you're yes. you're 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 the son of a preacher yes. i might not jesus so <laughs> 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 i'm so happy you laughed at that, folks i'm so happy you laughed at that oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. um but um you know it, it was it was catholic school dude and um we we didn't really have the 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 flagpole. It was it was with this guy that I just always had something with. You know how there was always that one person. Yeah. There was always one person anywhere that you just don't get along with. Bad yeah. money slim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's just one person you never get along with, and um, so <laughs> we we met in the bathroom after school, and everyone that was a boy in my class was in that bathroom. So like there was this long hallway and everyone had their backpacks down. It yeah. was it was like a fight club situation, man. <laughs> and it was just crazy. And I was I was not a big fan of anyone at my school. Right. I was like ridiculed ridiculously, man. Right. Like I'm right. talking I'm I'm talking like there's nothing but picnic tables for people to sit at, right? right. And there's me and two other guys that I was friends with, and people would be squished on picnic tables not to sit with us. So, mm. fuck yeah. all of you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Look at I'm, me I'm now. okay. I'm okay about it now, as you can tell. <laughs> You're gonna have I gotta, place I gotta, I gotta find a therapist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but so everyone's in this bathroom and. I'm just like, all right, fuck it. And I just start running at this guy and I just go <laughs> nuts, beat the shit out of him. And everyone brilliant. else is like, what the hell? Who is this guy? And then, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't my finest moment, my friends, but I did kick the crap out of the guy, which I'm, I guess, okay about. And then you would think that the next day people wouldn't bother me, but nope, it was all back the same bullshit again which i'm sure that we're going to get into much later on and these uh 52 episodes of kayfabe after dark we're going to do one of these every week but that's my that's my fight story yeah. josiah so, uh, i like uh, was it what was it what you expected 
It's better than what I expected, actually. A fight club situation at a Catholic school. That was great. Hell man. yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I, you, you threw out Bad Money Slim's name, and that, <laughs> it just reminded <laughs> me of the first interaction that we had with him in Vegas when we saw him on the casino floor, and you said, Mr. Slim, or whatever you said to him, and he just comes yeah. up to you and he goes, you don't have to talk like an asshole to me, and he just <laughs> walks away. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was a good first meeting. What, what's yeah. really crazy was – we can talk about him for a second, I guess. So let's put him even more over. Um, oh, Lord. What was even more crazy, the first time that I actually sat down and talked with the guy was when you guys just randomly showed up at Jay-Z's room when yeah. we were getting ready to go out. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever talked to him. Yeah. Yeah, man, me too. I, I had heard of him, and I've, I've touched on this before. I, I'd known of him from you know his the Taz Show fandom or whatever, but – after we went to that hotel room, um, and you guys split for the date, uh, we all went down to the bar there at the Tuscany, and we sat and had some drinks and some food, and I had a lot of good conversations with the man. And, and like I've said before, I, you don't know what to, you don't know what you're gonna think about the man behind the gimmick because the gimmick is so <laughs> predominant and loud, you know, as as has yeah. the Bad Money Slim character gimmick. But yeah, man, it, he was he's a good dude. I had a, a lot of good conversations with him, so. You know what, man? Actually, uh, Bad Money Slim and I have been, you know, we, we, we're we talking on like a regular basis now on yeah. Instagram stuff. He sends yeah. me stuff on my Instagram stories. He's being a great, great friend right yep. now, pumping me up. Getting He he, he loves what we're doing here. Yeah. So thank you, Bad Money. Yeah. Your, your, your vibe definitely helps my vibe. So thank you very <laughs> much. Um, I think that's a great way to end Kayfabe After Dark if I can bring my tone down again. Folks, yeah. we're going to work on that. <laughs> we're going to work on that. I promise. So. Uh, why don't you close us out, Josiah, and uh, we'll, we'll say bye to everybody. Thanks for joining us, folks. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this first edition of Kayfabe After Dark. Uh, keep tuning in. This thing is going to grow and evolve, and we don't know what it will become or what it will look like. But uh, we have, like Adam Let me said, interrupt have a... you again. Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm sorry, because I, I, I really had no idea what to expect on, yeah. on doing this show today. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy with your openness, Josiah. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I think 100%. this has... I think this has legs. I really yeah. do. I think that if we can get if we can get Kayfabe itself over as a brand, if we can get our other Kayfabe content over as as a brand, I think yeah. this is something that people would be very interested in because I think that we're just inter interesting guys. And if we don't mind yeah. talking about our past and we don't mind talking about our experiences, but also dealing with wrestling, yeah. this is another thing that no one else is doing. Again, folks, content has to be different than what other people are doing. <laughs> Thank you, Josiah. That's all I got. Awesome, man. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I enjoyed it as well. I don't. There's not a lot of opportunities that I have to to reflect and talk about experiences or mistakes or whatever or, or wax philosophic. You know what I mean on on whatever we're talking about. But um, it it does provide good insight into your your and I's uh, backstory, personality, letting people know that we're uh, there's more substance to who we are <laughs> than yeah. just a, a couple you know guys every week talking about wrestling and kayfabe tees but um a lot of fun and it's uh uh being open and transparent is super important uh in this kind of stuff and i'm always down to do that uh so so yeah uh everyone watching thank you guys so much for enjoying go to bed if you're watching this from 12 to 4 you need some sleep uh if you're not th <laughs> thanks for thanks for tracking this down and watching it again anyway uh and we'll be back next week with another edition of kayfabe after dark <laughs>